0: welcome to the capital cut podcast for hair and beauty pros around the world brought to you by a capital hair and beauty the capital cut is all about inspiration education and of course those entertaining stories that make the hair and beauty world one of the most exciting industries to work in i'm your host sharice kenyon and today's guest is dom seeley color wow international creative director and celebrity hairstylist in this episode dom shares how he essentially fell into hairdressing the sacrifices he's made along the way and how he became the go-to stylist for the likes of Kendall Jenner and Huda Catan of the huge beauty brand Huda Beauty. Well, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Tell me about the first time that you knew that you wanted to work in hair. I
1: was actually at school, high school, and you could choose it as like a a subject. um, And we were trying a new thing in school called like vocational subjects. And back in school, I, w- I wasn't very academic. So all my subjects I did choose were all, all arts. So I did media, expressive arts, hairdressing, uh, food technology. All those sort of things is what I could really, were well, good at basically. Um, and I always struggle with math, science, English I was good at, but all the actual academic stuff I had. So when um, the hairdressing school came into uh, my school at the time, I just thought, you know what, like, it's a day off school. I didn't, like I said, I work academics, so for me, I just thought, a day off school and I'm out of school for one day, so for me, it kind of was just like, oh my God, like, this is it. Uh, and I kind of, in my mind, I kind of took it as like a, like, how can I say, like a fluke? Like, oh, I can just have one day off. In my mind, it was just an extra, an extra day off of school. Um, but then actually, when I went there and actually did see how it worked and like what you could learn and. Just the environment and just the potential. I was like, "This is actually something I could really like get my fingers in." I love But yeah, that. so here I am today. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love that. Little did you know that that was your career.
1: Literally, yeah. <laughs> like I still can't believe it now. Like I'm like, is this still like this? Like I, I'm always like, I can't believe like I'm still doing something I didn't really like. At younger, you're always like, you're like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, and I never thought that something I didn't want to do actually led me to do something I actually really do love. And now like I could not imagine doing, my job for me is like my life. I don't see it as a job. I see it as more like my life skill or like something I have to do to make myself happy. Because it's therapeutic as well. It's like a hobby. So I, um, I eat, sleep, breathe, air.
0: Lately, I've been talking to a lot more hair and beauty pros through lockdown. And the amount of people yeah. that compare it to therapy. Can you just expand on what yeah. that means for you as a hairdresser?
1: A lot of people think that, like, that like people go to the salon, actually, it's people who are having hair done. It's terrible for them, but actually, sometimes it's terrible for us, because when I'm doing hair, it's, like, kind of I kind of really zone out, and I'm just, like, in my own bubble, kind of thing. So for me, when I'm not how can I say, so, like, when, when I'm actually at home, I don't really, do, like, people will say say, like, what, what to do at home, what's your hobbies? And I'm like, I rarely watch TV. I'm constantly on my phone looking at hair, because I find for me, I know that might sound a bit sad, but for me, it kind of it's a release. It's like I get my creative energy going again. And when I see something that inspires me, I'm like, I want to create this. i want to do this. So it, it kind of really does like sort of like hone in on my something internally, if you know what I mean. And it's really hard to describe because I'm not something, somebody what suffers with mental health or even anybody what like uses something as vice like hair. But it, I can't explain it. It's just, it's just so powerful how doing something like for me, it's not a job in the lockdown that's what, where I, me as well as many others like really did suffer because it's like how it's like t- taking something away from somebody and just like you're not replacing it with anything like everybody went back to work kind of thing in covid and we kind of were like one of the last ones uh, as well as but obviously most of the arts but and some of the people are not even back to work it's just like how can the creativeness just stop because you're building it up while you're in your mind if you know what I mean so we were like literally at home building it up and building it up and I wanted to, I wanted to probably to release that therapy on myself, if not me, but I couldn't do that.
0: Mm. So
1: I, I, thank God, I had a, like a doll's head and my mum. <laughs> I would like sit down and just, just, just let me blow dry your hair off, colour it, and stuff. Let me just do something.
0: <laughs> so many people, I ask them about lockdown, and so many people say they found it a relief because they were able to recharge their creative batteries. But it sounds like you're someone that that recharging comes from almost like a constant usage because things aren't getting like blocked up. They've always got yeah, that release.
1: And, yeah, 100%. And uh, I always like, uh, whenever I work or like last year, for instance, when we're pre-COVID world, like I literally lived on a plane like and I never thought that would be my life. Uh, I always like looked up to it and found it inspiring on those people like who could jump on a flight and just fly around the world for literally a day. And I never thought I'd ever be in that position. And last year, like I said, so I'll give you one instance. So last year, I, um, I worked for Huda Kitan from Pretty Beauty. Um, oh. So she's like, yeah, she's a global like icon. like, And she's got an yeah. incredible makeup brand. And she's just an incredible woman as it is. And she's really inspiring to me because she's come from eight years from having nothing to being fired from an office job to now becoming uh, wow. owning a billionaire brand. And it's just like how, like, it's just mind-boggling. That's so inspiring. But anyway, last year, we did like a bit of a, a, a press store. And we went from Dubai, where she's based, to India, to Mumbai. Um, so so like this, bear in mind, this was a Friday. So we flew from Dubai to Mumbai. We had one night in Mumbai. Then we flew back to Dubai, from Mumbai to Dubai. We were in Dubai for 12 hours. And then we, we packed the bags again and went to Washington, D.C., which was a 16-hour flight. We were in Washington for 36 hours, so it's a day and a half. Then flew back to Dubai. And then a week after, we were in London. Then two days after that, we were in Paris. And then back to Dubai. As you can imagine, like in, within 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 a weekend, so from Friday to Monday, I'd crossed three continents and wow. I'd done like like eighty hours of flying. I'm like, how? Like, I never thought that that would be my life, and I'm a terrified flyer.
0: Oh but my gosh!
1: As I flown, flown more last year, I've just got I've just got more used to it. Um, but yeah, so like for me, that that, that that's where I get my creativity and my and my therapy, like I said. So that's not like I said earlier on. I've not I don't support mental health, but. It really did take a a toll when I'm comparing my life and my job to last year, to this year, and I'm like, is it me? And I'm like, it's not me. I've got to keep thinking to myself. It's not me. I I can't do anything about it. So I've gone from my best year of my life to now my worst year. It's like such opposites. And I'm like, it's crazy, but it's just something we're we're all going through. And it's like, you've just got to think, look, it's not you. And like, I don't know. I can see where people do get in them dark spaces in their mind. But I'm just lucky that I, I've still been kind of working when the lockdown restrictions got lifted. but nowhere near what I'm used to. And I almost felt guilty. I feel guilty for having more time off. And I'm like, that's not my fault. Like, I build, I burn candles at both ends. So for me, I work so much, and then I end up getting ill because i am worked so much. not the, the other way around, you know, yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when I work so much, yeah, and then when I have time off, I'm ill. Because I just put all my life yeah. and so into it. I feel all my energy. And sometimes I'm up 20 hours just doing hair.
0: It's so, like, you just described exactly how I am. It's like yeah. the busier I am, just take it on, take it on, take it on, do it, do it, sort the schedule. But the minute you stop, that's when your body's like, no, I'm taking over now. You yes, need a break. I'm going to make you yes. ill.
1: So you literally yes, have to lie so down. True. <laughs> so true. And I
0: really,
1: I suffered with my illness quite a lot. Like, in the past four mm. years, like, I've had my gallbladder removed. I, I found out I've got, some yeah, I've got Gilbert syndrome. Uh, I'm really intolerant to dairy. So it's just like there's certain things where I think, have I met myself? Mm-hmm. Have I pushed myself too far, especially with my gallbladder? Uh, I know it might be all in my mind, and I know there might not be a scientific explanation for that. It might just be because my gallbladder decided to was going to be packed up. But I think, did I push my body too far for it to do that to me? You never know. It's just, I, And I just think to myself, did I do that? Because round about the time when I started breaking free and going freelance. That's when my illnesses started because I was actually giving. Right. When you work for somebody else or when you work for yourself in a brand, you you allow yourself a time frame. But when you truly freelance, if the job comes up at eleven pm at midnight, you go and do it because yeah. it's a job, it's money. So I sometimes think to myself, did I do that personally to myself? So you just never know. But I, you're so right. Like I, like you do virtual at both ends, and then you work, but then you've also got events to do and you've got your social life to do. So it's like you've got to balance. And then my relationships have suffered. Like. I was dating a girl for a year and then we split up because she didn't understand my world and she mm. were all that kind of thing. So it's like, I will always put work before a relationship or a friendship because at the moment I'm 29, well 29 years old and it's like where I want to be in the next 10 years is I need to work now, not then because I want to be in a more stable financially and like career wise then than now. And none of my friends really understood that even like 10 years ago when I was uh, 19, I had my own salon and, I didn't go out, I didn't drink, I don't drink alcohol, I don't party. I party, but I don't party like drinking or anything else. And so far, like luckily, like such wood is paid off. It
0: sounds like you definitely know what you want, but how do you see with yeah. you know, sacrificing relationships and perhaps even your health, yeah. what is there this one thing that you're aiming for? Did you wanna have a salon again? Do you want to be known yeah, all around question. the world as a celebrity hairdresser? Like what's that what's
1: that goal yeah what's the goal what's, what's the yeah the end goal for me is I just I, I never I'm not really a person watches the same so like I don't really like to be in front of a camera even though um I've just joined QVC part of while was yes like, so I of, saw like, that uh, on your
0: Instagram
1: yeah yeah so I just joined QVC so that were a big well because me in lockdown I had to do all my auditions and all my all my rehearsals so, so it was always something like I never became a hairstylist to be in front of the camera. Like, I don't want to be famous. I want my work to be known, but I don't want my person to be famous. Um, but I've soon learned that that's kind of like a, a payoff to where I want to be. You can't be a celebrity hairstylist without actually being uh, like an identity or something, a brand. Like, you've got to brand yourself so that brands and people can relate to you and, and you, become, you become this persona. Yeah. Um, so I never really understood that until I started doing QVC auditions and like you are like leading the brand, it's kind of like, um, but I want people to be able to go down the street or like see a TV campaign or an advert or see a big billboard and know I did that or my name, be honest, if you know what I mean, like, yeah. I know, like I said, your person and your face needs to be part of the brand, what you're creating, but I just want my work to be known. In the end, it
0: worked like in the long run, yeah. Um, again, I'm right there with you. It's like I've been doing my own podcast for a year and I've been a journalist for 15 years, and it's like it slowly creeps up on you that people want to see you. and I'm yeah. like, no, I love like taking the photographs or recording, like listening, but yeah, it's like more and more people want to find out who that person is. So, and I hate yeah. So, true <laughs> people buy into that
1: because same as social media, like people always say to me, like. Even though my social media is work-based and professional, I do share every 10 photos of a picture of me, so it keeps it relatable. Yeah. And I try and keep my comments very relatable, like as though I'm speaking, because if it's too scripted or if it's too like this, this, and this, people don't relate. So I actually do get more engagement when it's a picture of myself and my work, yeah. or unless it's like a piece of work, if it's on a celebrity or anything, what's like incredibly done, then I get a lot of engagement, but. Whenever I put a picture for me, people always they want, like. Or even if I do a poll, people want to know my fashion. People want to know my own hair journey, like how I do my own hair, or how I wear things, or how I style things. Or mm. people are more; they want to be invested in, in you as a brand again. As I said, like you creating that brand, and if it's just just pictures of hair, people just like, well, we don't know who the person behind the hair is, who it is. Yeah. Um, so I think on social media, especially, that's great to sort of like uh, join the gaps. And, yeah. And, and create the bridge, basically. So,
0: obviously, yes. we need to talk about Color before we end this. I would love to yeah. know, for you, how long have you been working with the
1: brand for? So, Color I've been working, away from being actually signed to the brand, I've been working freelance with them for around three, four years. So, I, I basically just, just start, came across their product right when they came out, really, and was blown away by a product called Dreamcoat. Oh. And Dreamcoat, literally, yeah, it literally revolutionised um hair care and how hair was styled and how you can really transform texture of hair but it's all hair types, not just a single uh ethnicity or um hair type or texture. It did all hair types. And obviously then the technology inside it being like weightless, like water, non-greasy. So it's just like for me, I always struggled to find a product what gave people that like, oh my God, my hair feels incredible without going through a lot of steps. So that kind of was the first product what really sold me i'm like whoa i want to know more and more
0: so it's Um, safe to say that dream coat would be your favorite product from colorwell yeah
1: dream one of it was my original favorite but then there's another product in the in the uh, colorwell line called favorite hairspray which is like my go-to hairspray like i can't live without i carry like four cans in my kit (laughs) constantly because i use so much because it's so versatile Um, But then also the shampoo condition, like, that really did change my whole outlook on hair hair care. Um, I mean, I could be here an hour talking about the shampoo alone, like, (laughs) just because there's so much much to it and there's so much reasoning behind why they formulated it the way they have. Mm -hmm. But it's just an incredible piece of technology in hair care what is so simple, but yet we all shampoo our hair and we're almost led by false adverts and false branding and smells and textures and all these things what literally damages hair and cause bad things to happen to a scalp when realistically all the shampoo should do is clean his hair yeah. um and that's that's it you know what i mean it's as simple as and when you kind of retrain your mind into the the, the color wow ethos and like their um their brand sort of like what they want the experience like it, it really does open your eyes and like i now get it
0: Thanks so much for listening to the very first episode of the Capital Cut podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this chat with Dom. You can find him on Instagram at Dom Seeley and be sure to check out ColourWell Hair too. You can find us at Capital Hair and you'll no doubt be happy to hear that we are proud stockists of ColourWell. Whether you're looking for their hero product, Dream Coat, for that glass like shine, or your clients could do with some root cover up, we've got everything you need at capitalhairandbeauty.co.uk and capitalhairandbeauty.ie.